1: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Very, very blessed to be here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Hanging out with you. This week we're going to have a shortened week. We'll be off this Thursday and Friday. And next Monday and Tuesday, because this man who works every day, all day, er day wants to spend some time relaxing with the beautiful, wonderful wife being a giant kid. So my wife and I are taking a little relaxation time, and then I'll be back here on the air to hang out with you. So I'm very excited about that opportunity to be here back with you next Wednesday, a week from today. So please make the note there's over 960 shows to listen to, on WakeUpCallDT.com by going to the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, the TuneIn Radio app, as well as so many other ways. You can get on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and connect with the show, so you'll not have a moment when I am away to truly feel like I am away because we're always connecting you to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with over 500 articles to read as well as over... A thousand videos on YouTube.com backslash Wake Call DT. Videos on Facebook.com backslash Wake Up DT. And of course, the library of over 960 shows. You can also stay on WakeUpCallDT.com and click on the show archive, and that'll go all the way back to July of 2012 as well. So you can catch them all there. With us being off this Thursday and Friday, we're putting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday show all together, folks. We're going to make it happen. So with that being said, we are starting off this morning with the morning menu, and then we're jumping into a bunch of different things. Let's get it going.
0: Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The Morning Menu, that is. Live now with The Morning Menu is Dan Tortora.
1: Here on the broadcast, The Morning Menu proudly presented by all the great partners of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Today's show, like I said, being off this Thursday and Friday, we are morphing everything together. We're going to start off today with the annoying moment of the week. From there, Coaching with Class is going to combine with Significant soundbite. Well, actually, Coaching with Class is going to feature, as it always does, Katie Kalinske, who spent seven years on the staff of Jim Boeheim, and she will be on the show at 9.15 a.m. this morning. Then at 9.30 a.m. this morning, it's Significant Soundbites, which you usually hear on Friday. That'll be live with Coach Q, Quentin Hillsman, of the... Syracuse Orange women's basketball team, their head coach, coming off of another top 10 recruiting class for 2018 coming in. So Coach Q will be significant sound bites. And then right after Q, we will roll into West Genesee and the special that we did from the Wildcat with the West Genesee girls lacrosse team, which is a can't-miss extensive segment of today's show and I can't wait to bring that to you so annoying moment of the week followed by coaching with class with Katie Kalinske significant sound bites with coach Q of Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball and with the West Genesee Wildcats girls lacrosse team the number one seed in the playoffs right now the annoying moment of the week let's get it rolling
0: Dan Tortora proudly brings you is that for real
1: are you kidding me?
0: The annoying moment of the week.
1: <laughs> I, I, I really, honestly, I don't know how to respond to this.
0: Presented by Carvel DeWitt. 4322 East Genesee Street. It's what happy tastes like.
1: Do you have to be that crazy? I guess so. Today's annoying moment of the week for, the annoying moment of the week for this week, folks, you know, it's so easy to find, it's so easy to find annoying moments of the week. The annoying moment of the week for this week has to be the fact that we are still in our society and still, with everything going on, we're dealing with these horrible, sad moments in schools. I don't have children yet I mean I have my little Lillian and she's my baby. I don't have a, a human baby I guess I would say and I said to my wife I said the more of what's going on the more I want to homeschool if we have children just let them stay in the house because it's just too much and it's it's very sad it's very sad what's been going on so I know that I've talked about it here on the show before, I know that I've mentioned it before, but please, 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 please continue to pray for the schools around the country. Continue to pray for our students. Continue to pray for our teachers, for our administrators. Just, pr- I mean, the thing is, we want to go to the movies to relax and get away, not be afraid in the dark. We want to go to school to learn and have fun and build a community and break down barriers, not to be afraid. We want to be able to go to an auditorium, to a game, to anything, to a concert, to Vegas, and not be afraid. So just pray. Pray for the souls of the people that are doing this thing. You know, we always pray for the victims, but we don't pray for the perpetrators always. And we don't get asked to pray for the perpetrators. And you have to pray for the perpetrators because if you don't pray for them to find God, then we're doomed to have another incident with that person. Or somebody else. So pray for the people that feel that it's okay to go out and hurt the world. Pray for the people that don't find any problem with going out and hurting the world because those people need our prayers the most. We got a message here that just came in on the live feed from Johnny. With everything going on in the world with schools, it's unfortunate that I have to think this way, but I have a three-year-old son at home, and Aaron and I have come to the conclusion that we are going to homeschool him until we see change in the world. And you know what, Johnny? I just brought that up on the show, and and I'm sure you heard it or you came in right when you are saying it, but I'm in that position that that's how I feel. We don't have kids yet, but with my wife, I'm... I'm in the position of saying maybe we homeschool and try to figure that out because for me it's it is it's it's too much it's too much and I can't be a dad dropping off my kid at school every day saying I hope I see you later. You know, kids deal with bullying, they deal with tough tests, pop quizzes, Gym class and and everybody trying to be big and bad and prove this and prove that, you know, they, we, we deal with so many things, right? how athletic are you? How smart are you? Don't raise your hand all the time. Don't do this. Don't do that because it's not cool because it's not this. Then you start to like somebody and then it's weird because you don't know. Like, what do I say? And do I talk to them? And how do I talk to them? Oh, they don't like me. Now they're making fun of me. There's so many things that go on in school that kids have to deal with on a daily basis. They shouldn't have to deal with, am I going to get shot today? An 8-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 10-year-old. Nobody should be going to school to get an education saying, am I going to die today? You know, with me growing up, bullying was big, right? (laughs) Bullying was big. People just disrespecting other people. And bullying still happens today. But now there's mass shootings, right? Now, your kid's afraid of the bully and afraid to go to school to get shot and afraid to do this and afraid to sit in the front to get made fun of and afraid to, afraid to, and afraid to, and then afraid to, and then afraid to to do that. That's ridiculous. These kids should be happy. They should be excited. They should want to learn. They should want to go to school. And let me tell you something about bullies. They suck as human beings when they're grown, okay? Bullies, pray for them too because they're they're so lost that some of them don't even want to be found and that's sad and some of them do want to be found and I pray to God that they're all found but you shouldn't have to walk up and down the halls wondering who's going to try and steal your lunch money who's going to throw you up against the locker who's going to be upset because you're dating a girl that they used to date and on top of all of that oh look there's a guy with a gun running through the hallway where should I go? I'm eight. Okay, I grew up, and this was Israel and Palestine. I grew up, and this is what I saw in the news. Little kids in Israel have nowhere safely to go. Little kids have no idea what's going Israel, Palestine, doesn't matter. They get on a school bus the, bus, the bus blows up. That was over there. That was sad, tragic, and so far away. Now it's here. That's what I tell people all the time. When you say, well, at least it's not my house, now it is. When you say, at least it's not mine, it will become yours someday. Or it'll it'll hit close enough to home for God to say, you might want to rethink that statement that you don't care about humanity unless it's you. Johnny said, I say, let's not be afraid, but let's live this life that we are so blessed to have and make the most of it. Amen. That's what they want you to do. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be scared. They want you to be terrified. People that do these things do these things for attention because they don't have self-esteem. They don't love themselves. Newsflash, folks, if you're willing to blow yourself up, you don't care about your life. If you're willing to run around and shoot at kids in kindergarten, you don't feel that highly of yourself. So these people that say, I'm powerful, I'm big and bad, I own you, I decide, I'm God today because I decide if you live or not. No, you're not. You're the farthest thing from God. You're a coward. You're weak. You have no substance in your life. You're seeking it for a moment of fame, a moment of power, a moment to tell people that their life is not as important as yours because you don't think your life is worth anything. There is not a mass shooter Or anybody in this world that would hurt another person or bully another person who thinks their life is valuable. They don't see any value in their life. That's why they're doing what they're doing. So pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray that somebody gets through to these people before they go and do something stupid. Pray. Pray for these people. And don't be afraid to live your life. Don't be afraid to get on a plane. Don't be afraid to go see a movie. Don't be afraid to go to school. Don't be afraid to do this, that, and the other thing. I talk about homeschooling my kid because I don't like the bullying. I don't like a lot of things that go on in schools right now. But ultimately, it's not shying the child away from the world. I want... We live in a society where everybody's everybody's nervous, everybody's scared, everybody's scared, everybody's scared. We don't need to be. But we have to push back. It's very easy to terrorize a world that's divided. And it's extremely easy in today's day and age to terrorize a country that's divided. God is sending us a message. Unite among religions, backgrounds, nationalities, culture, skin color, sexual preference, or else. Unite... Or, because the thing is, it is very hard to fight a united house. It's very hard to fight a united front. It's very hard. It's easy to fight a divided country. Why do you think people are doing it so much? Hate loves division. But it loathes community. So do me a favor today, and when you see somebody that you don't know... Smile. Say hello. When you see somebody that's a different color than you, say, wow, you're just as beautiful as anybody else. When you see someone that celebrates a different religion than you do, say, you know what, I'm going to read up on that a little bit. I want to learn about that religion. Seek to understand seek to grow as a human being seek to get to know the person next to you because once you know them it's a lot harder than it's a lot harder to turn the other way for you and for them so seek community and seek each other that's how we change the world Johnny said, let's all shine a little lightness, a little light in the world in this darkness to brighten up everybody, make it a better place. That's what we're all about here on Wake Up Call. The annoying moment of the week, that the world isn't as good as it should be. The remedy, we can change it today. Go be nice to somebody today. We'll take a fast break. We'll come back with Katie Kalinske.
0: This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break.
1: It's what Happy like. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on Mixlr.com backslash Wake DT. Coaching with class, you always hear on Thursdays at 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time. But because we're doing what Katie's doing, and we're going to take a little break this week, and and thank God that we all have the opportunity and the blessing to do so, she's off on the West Coast in Washington. Hanging out with Brianna Stewart, Mike Hopkins, and having herself a good time. I can't wait to be on vacation myself and get a little break here. So with that being said, Katie's moved to today just for this week. How are you doing this morning, Katie?
2: Good. How's it going?
1: Doing well, and I am. I am ready. I'm ready to put my feet up. How does it feel to relax a little bit?
2: <laughs> you know, it's been a really fun week. Uh, it's been very stress free, which is good when you're, you know, job searching. So it's been it's been fun.
1: Now, bring everybody into, I know you've gotten to do a bunch of things since the last time we talked last week, what's been going on on the schedule for you?
2: Yeah, really, you know, it's just, you know, day by day, just, I wake up and I never know what I'm going to be doing, so, um, you know, I got to see Bree play opening night, which is really cool, you know, they had a tough loss, but it was really cool to kind of, you know, after working out with her and stuff and seeing her practice, to see everything come together, um, and then you know I got to spend a little bit of time with Hob, so I think yeah yesterday you know I got to go I went to UW and I just kind of hung out there for the day you know where where Hob works so uh, it was kind of cool just to see you know him in motion as a head coach and you know his assistants and because they're still they still um, have school going on. Out at Syracuse is a little different because so I think Syracuse is in summer session right now, so they're still finishing the school year. So it's a little different uh, out here than it is in Syracuse.
1: And what can you say seeing Coach Hop in action at Washington? What have you taken away from seeing him out there?
2: I think you know it's just really cool to see you know his dreams come true of being a head coach and you know seeing his leadership and. You know, obviously, as a head coach, it's a lot different because you have a lot more responsibilities as an assistant coach. Um, So, you know, just seeing his day-to-day operation, you know, he's just so busy. So even catching him, you know, in like an hour period during the day is not easy. So, you know, as a head coach, you just have so many obligations and you have so many meetings and so many, you know, different things that you have to do. That's a lot different as an assistant coach.
1: And, but when you when you did get a chance to be around him, I'm sure that he probably treated you like the only person in the room gave you a giant hug. I mean we all we know Mike Hopkins personality to be very warm just what you could say about when when he gets to see a, a face from a face from a blast from the very recent past so to speak
2: <laughs> Yeah you know uh, he was my he was my mentor at Syracuse so you know just getting to spend a little time with him you know his energy is so contagious. You know, he just has a different type of energy that you can't really, you can't just get anywhere. So, you know, just being around him has helped me tremendous because, you know, just talking to him about my job search and, you know, what I want to do next and, you know, his advice and, you know, just being able to uh, hear it from him, you know, the first person that really, you know, gave me an opportunity is, um, you know, it's been a blessing for me all week. Um, you know, just being able to, you know, like yesterday I got to watch the game with him and his family and, you know, just to having, you know, those vibes and just, you know, having, you know, genuine people around you has been really, you know, really good for me, you know, as I go through my process right now.
1: And speaking here with Katie Kalinske, Katie, what can you say about, like you said, you know, he's, he's been your mentor. What type of advice has he given you? What what are you going to be kind of putting in the suitcase and bringing back with you from coach hop?
2: I think the biggest thing with him is, you know, he just tells me, you know, to follow my heart at the end of the day and, you know, whatever decision you make, Katie, you know, you can't go wrong. So, you know, with him, it's more so like, you know, I can just talk about all my situations, maybe what I could do next year or, you know, people I've talked to and, you know, he, he kind of just puts everything into perspective for me and, you know he'll. you know, he'll, he's the type of guy that he'll support no matter what I do. So, you know, just having his support has just been, you know, just kind of cool. You know, just to know that how, you know, he's so genuine and he cares. So, um, you know, just having that around and just knowing that at the end of the day, no matter what I decide or what I do, you know, he'll always have my back.
1: And I know that this might be hard for Syracuse fans, but what can you say about his happiness, how, how he looks, how, how he's, how he's been. I know you said you got to watch the game with him yesterday. How, how is Hop doing and, and how, how does Washington look on him, so to speak?
2: You know, at the end of the day, obviously like Coach Hop, you know, he loves Syracuse probably more than anyone I know, you know, he just, and at the end of the day, he just he made a decision and, you know, you can't really go wrong because at the end of the day, you know, he just had to be a head coach out of Washington, you know, and then Syracuse has Coach Beheim, and who, you know, you can't go wrong there. So I think um, just kind of seeing, you know, just seeing him, you know, reach his dreams has been a blessing, you know, and then, you know, with me, I still got to work with Coach Beheim last year, which was awesome too. Um, you know, just seeing Coach Beheim put together a Sweet 16 team, and, you know, and, Hop, and Hop, Hop's happy, you know, at the end of the day. You know, you just want to see people happy. And, you know, Coach Hop had a dream of being a head coach. And, you know, he worked for it for so many years. And, you know, he worked for – he he did everything he could for Syracuse. So, you know, I think it was a win-win for everybody. And, you know, he's really happy. And, you know, he he's building up a team that won six games the, first, the year before he got there. So, you know, it's, it's never easy, and it's never an easy thing. Like I said, you know, as a head coach, you're just so busy. You know, like, I, if I get an hour period window during the day where I get to see him, it's a blessing just because he's so, you know, he has meetings and everything, and, you know, he's literally running a program and literally trying to, you know, change a culture. So, you know, he just, he's happy here. And, you know, obviously head coach of the year, and, you know, they won 20 games or 21, whatever it was. So, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that wherever he goes, greatness will follow him. And you had an opportunity to watch the game with him. Was he he cheering on Golden State or just watching the game? He was
2: just watching the game. And that's kind of what I do, too. You know, I'm a Lakers fan. At heart, so, you know, when I watch these games, I just try to pick up on different things, you know, on what the players are doing, what the coaches are doing, game situations, and he was just watching the game, and, you know, he'll give his input, and it's kind of, you know, it's cool just to be able to hear other people's inputs on, you know, the games and and things like that, and, you know, obviously it was a really good game last night, and, you know, I it was, I was, it was unexpected that Houston came back the way they did. I thought they were going to, after the third quarter when uh, Golden State went on the run where they couldn't miss, Um, and they were up 10, I thought the game was over. So it was cool to kind of see Houston not give up and, you know, come out strong in the fourth quarter.
1: Does, between you and, and Mike, I'm sure you talked about this with Mike, speaking here with Katie Kalinske and coaching with Class. do you or Mike believe that LeBron James can ultimately be taken out? Did you talk about that at all?
2: You know, we didn't actually talk about that, and it's just going to be interesting. I don't think, I don't know if Boston's going to win another game in that series the way LeBron's playing. Uh, But I think it'll be interesting because I think if Golden State does win the series, I think that Cleveland's not going to beat them. I think if Houston wins the series, I think it gives LeBron a chance. Just because, you know, Houston, I just think Golden State is just really hard to beat. Um, in general, so if Houston beats them, it'll be remarkable. And then I just don't know. I think it'll be a good series between the Cavs and Houston
3: if that's what happens.
1: And you know, it's it's very interesting. Like I said, I said if Houston can steal one, just like Golden State stole one, then all of a sudden we have a game and we have something dangerous moving forward. You said you don't know if Boston will win another game. Now Boston did show the fact that they could. They could improve. Game three, they didn't. They didn't win any of the quarters. In game four, they didn't win the first quarter, but they won the second, third, and fourth in Cleveland. Are there any signs to you that they can win in Cleveland? Or I, I mean, I, I just don't know what it is that Indiana pushes Cleveland. That Boston had that two-zero lead on Cleveland, but it seems like when Cleveland is in familiar grounds, they are an extremely dangerous team. I mean, for Boston's sake. Two out of three games are, are gonna be at the T D Garden, so they don't have to worry about that. But at the same time, there's something about LeBron when he is at home and there's something about these role players, you know, they, they say home court advantage, but I think that it's more than clear I think the definition of home court advantage is this series between Boston and Cleveland. Yeah,
2: and you know, the the thing is too, you know, the Cavs have been here before and you know, Boston's very young. And, you know, the Cavs aren't scared to go into Boston and play. You know, LeBron's not scared. Um, you know, they have a team of vets. You know, Kyle Korver, LeBron, you know, junior they're all vets. You know, they've all been there. They've all been in championship. And Boston's a little different. And, you know, they obviously have Al Horford that, um, you know, been in the league forever. And besides him, they're very young. So, you know, it'll just be it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how Boston responds going back home. And, you know, obviously the Cavs have been there before. So, you know, I have the Cavs in the series just because of their, you know, their vets and they've been there. And, you know, LeBron's close to another championship series. And, you know, LeBron wants to be known as the GOAT. So, you know, it's just kind of like Houston, too. At the end of the day, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden are fighting for the legacies, too, and they're fighting for their lives. And, you know, like, that didn't surprise me the way they came out yesterday because at the end of the day, Chris Paul doesn't want to – you know, go out like that, and, you know, Chris Paul's been in the league for how long, and he, you know, he wants to know what it feels like to go to a championship, so, you know, Chris Paul is going to fight for that, you know, and James, you know, he want, he wants his legacy, too, you know, he wants to be known as someone that can win championships, so I think it's cool just to see, you know, everyone, it's different parts, you know, they're, they're fighting for their legacies, and, you know, LeBron wants to be known as better than MJ, and for him to do that, everyone says he needs to win more championships, and, you know, and then Golden State is just a team full of <laughs> all stars, and you know they all have their own legacies that they're trying to you know go after. And Kevin Durant, you know, at the end, you know, in the back of his mind, he's thinking like, I came out to Golden State, you know, I created a super team that's the super team of all super teams, and if I don't win the series, how am I gonna look? So, you know, if you really look at it like that, it's really it's, it's
1: unbelievable, and I think the NBA, you know, this is what the NBA needed, so. Yeah, you know, and it's it's definitely been an interesting couple series here finally. It, it's not a blowout on either side and it's it, it's just nice to see there's some competition because some of these games where teams are winning by 40 and 30 have taken it away, but now that, you know, you have a series that's tied on one side and then you have another series where you don't I mean it, it that's tied as well and you don't really know what's going to happen. 2-2 series with three games potentially to go on both sides makes it all the more interesting. And with that being said, we appreciate you coming up a day early here with coaching with class. Now head back to bed on the West coast and enjoy the rest of your day. And obviously uh, my best to Mike Hopkins and Brianna Stewart. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your time in Seattle. <laughs> For sure. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. That coming from Katie Kalinske. Who needs to go back to bed? Cause it's six 30 over there. So. It's all good. We'll take a step aside, come back with Coach Q with significant sound bites in just a moment.
0: This is a wake up call fast break.
1: Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. Drysiglady.com. D R E I S S I G Lady.com with the bamboo line relaxed fit clothing as well as the athletic fit clothing. Drysiglady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Drysig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing and don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, Going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home. Drysiglady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com
4: This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, gotta take one here, move it over there, do this, do that, are you gonna help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that, I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely, but they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 305 748 2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down? This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 305 748 2524.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, heard all throughout Central and Upstate New York, as well as around the country, and I want to thank those of you that have listened outside of the country to the show, from England to China to Russia to Italy to... Spain, and I feel very blessed. I have family in Spain. I think they're six hours ahead. And when they listen, they send posts, they send videos of listening. And I want to give a shout out to my family in Spain. Much love to that. To Mexico, Canada, so on and so forth. Thank you for being a part of this show. And the reason why I bring up all the places is that Coach Q is somebody who has been building up Syracuse for a while, but not just building up Syracuse in central and upstate New York, but made a name for this team and pushed this team. Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4, Championship game, doing all these things, achieving all these things just a couple seasons ago in one season, and then having these top recruiting classes this year, 2018, with four coming in, a top eight recruiting class. So it's not just in Syracuse, but across the country and even outside of this country, spreading the word that Coach Q and the Syracuse women's basketball team are a force to be reckoned with. And with that being said... Q is on the line right now. Coach, how you doing?
5: I'm doing fantastic. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. And, and and I said right as we were coming out of the fast break here that we need to do a Coach Q makeover day because I feel like I dress good, <laughs> but nobody dresses as good as you. So we're going to have to make that happen.
5: Hey, man, let's, 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 let's get that done. I, I, I can do that. That's probably easier for me even in coaching. So let's get that done.
1: Because and and I got to ask you that where do you pull your style from? Was there anybody that you kind of looked to? Where did the style come from?
5: My dad. My dad was a dresser and every morning my dad would get up, shave, put on his put on, put on his cologne, put on his suits and go to work and that's where I got that from. I got all my style
1: from my dad. What is what has been your favorite thing to wear do you have when you go back to games I know you like to wear vests and whatnot do you have a, a favorite outfit that that you can remember in the recent history
5: I don't know if, if, if I have a favorite I think that from that, that from year to year probably styles change for me so more than more than anything else it's just about being being comfortable and being creative and and you know putting together a look that I'm proud of
1: that coming from Coach Q, one of the best dressed people that I know. And there's been over a thousand people on the show, Q, so I that you can take that as a as a massive compliment. When I think of who's the best dressed, I think of like the three version like three different things you've worn, but there's nobody else in the top three. It's just you in different garb. <laughs> I'll take it,
0: but I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now now Coach, you have a top ten recruiting class, top eight recruiting class coming in this year for 2018. It's year to year. It's becoming kind of a known and an expectation that Syracuse's recruiting class will be in the top fifteen, top twenty-five, now top eight and whatnot. Just what you can say about what you've done on the recruiting trail and what your coaching staff has accomplished on the trail as well.
5: This exactly yeah, man. it, man. It, it's it, it's it, it's more them than me. I can I can I can honestly say that um, our two top ten recruits come in. Um, Adi Amadou, Recruited a very talented um class we have coming in internationally, and Tammy Reese um signed um, Emily Inkster, who's a kid from New York City, who is a number ten player in the country. And you know this it is it, really important to, to keep the hometown people home, and we were able to keep her home, and that was that was that was huge for us going into this season.
1: And when you look at this class in, in its entirety, I kind of want to. You know, start. Have you just go down the players? I know you spoke a little bit just there, but what you can say about what what each of the four young ladies bring to the table? Well, you know,
5: when you we, we we start at the at the top of our class, I think you have to start with Emily Inksler. Um, she's from she's from um, New York New York City. Um, just a very very talented player. Um, played in the played in the All American game and is now at the at the at the, at the U a- 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 eighteen trials. You know, you know, looking to represent our country in the, in the, in the world games. And just, just a very talented player. You got Katiatu Sosoko, a kid that's from France, a six, three wing type player that can play pretty much three, three to four positions for us. So just, just a really, really athletic player. Um, we have Talia Washington, who's from, um, who's from the Washington DC metropolitan area, who's a really, really versatile point guard. And they can score, set their teammates up, put the ball on the floor. I mean, she just, uh, she just, there's a really unbelievable threat coming out of the um, DC area. Then we have um, Kansas and another kid that's from France. That is, <laughs> it's funny. She's a she's a she's a kid that's that pretty much has to make a decision to come to college or or go pro. <laughs> so, so you know, when you when you when you're fighting against a professional teams, on am the side of kid. You know, that kid is a, is, a, is a is a very special talent. I mean, she, she's a very talented player.
1: And in having this speaking here with Coach Q and significant sound bites, Coach, ju- just what you can say about not just this class, but over the last few seasons, just what it's been like on the recruiting trail when you're pitching Syracuse, when your staff is pitching Syracuse. Just obviously, the response has been very positive for each of you when you've gone out there. Because look at the classes you're bringing in. What you can, just what you could say about how you're received when you're on the when you're out there recruiting.
5: So it's been amazing, and and last year not to not to, not, not to overlook you know you, you know you know people come and look at this year's class as being a very good class, but our last year class was was the number two class in the country, <laughs> and you, and, you, it, 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 and our two freshmen made the made made the all rookie team in the, in, the, in the ACC, so obviously that was that was no 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 no, no fluke that that class was ranked that high. Um, it's just very very talented players, and obviously Tiana in the country. And assists so we, we, we've been able just, just to get talent it's really about the, the success of our program I have a phenomenal staff with, with, with Tammy and, um, and I need a recruiting I mean Coach Reed is arguably the best X and O person in the, in the, in the game right now in women's basketball and we have, a, we have a system in place we have good recruiters in place and, and we just try to get our kids to play hard play our way and it's been a uh, successful
1: and what is it? I mean, what's kind of in the water that has helped Syracuse rise? Like you said, the number two class, top eight class now. what What is it about Syracuse that you just feel has created such a connection? Because before you came to Syracuse, the, you know it, it wasn't talked about a lot. There wasn't a lot going on. There wasn't the expectation of making the tournament, getting deep into the tournament, having these top 10 recruiting classes. So when did this start to change and what can you attribute to the change?
5: Well, Syracuse University in itself is a is a national brand. I mean, you know, when you say Syracuse University, you know what Syracuse is. You can say North Carolina, you can be North Carolina State, you can be North Carolina Central, you can be North Carolina A and T. It could be a lot of different things. Syracuse is Syracuse. And I think that, that that it's that it is brand their brand stands on, it, on, it, on 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 its own. So academically and that stuff helps a ton. But I, just, I just really believe that we, we've had some success. We, we, we have some kids now that's, that's playing in the WNBA that that's playing on um, significant minutes and and making their careers in basketball, and that that helps. And obviously, just winning is the most important thing.
1: That coming from Coach Q, Coach. Before I let you go, you're ranked in the in the polls here for the upcoming 2018-19 season inside of the top 25. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on it? You know, does that does that hold weight? Does it hold value? Some people don't care about the polls. Some people appreciate the respect of the polls. Some people like when they're not ranked because it's a chip on your shoulder. How do you kind of handle the 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 early poll?
5: Well, it definitely holds holds value because you know I think people understand what we have coming in, I and mean, we have when the writers and the and the people over there at ESPN. Like you said, David, because these early polls, they understand what the what the what the what the future holds for your for your program. So we're excited. Anytime you can be ranked, to see your name in rankings, and see people voting for you, um, it feels good. And, and and obviously, it says a lot about our about our program where we're going and about the talent that we're bringing in.
1: Speaking here with Coach Q, Quentin Hillsman, Syracuse Orange Women's Basketball head coach, I want to give a shout out to Tiana and, and what she's done. She was named the statistical champion in assists per game in the entire nation. She had 304 assists in total this past season. Just what you can say about what she's meant to the team and having a statistical champion that holds the national record for this past season.
5: It was a remarkable. Um Tiana really put some put some put the time in um, to be a good player. and you know, Tiana works hard and, and Tiana deserves all the all the accolades and all the things that, that she's getting um, to go with it. But she really really has work, worked at her game and you know, she she's just a phenomenal talent and she's found a way to make herself relevant obviously on our team, but more importantly in the and that's winning in in the country. So you can't say enough about that.
1: And and you have this, you know. I, I've joked with you about this before that you seem to. And and I, you know, I got to say it myself. When you do what you love, you it, it's a work trip, but it's also fun at the same time. You get to spend Thanksgiving in Cancun coming up this season, and I always joke with you that you get when the weather gets cold, you go somewhere nice. So you you have the opportunity to be in Cancun. And just just bring me into that, Coach, because, I mean, there, there's been some very, very nice venues for women's basketball for Syracuse recently here.
5: Absolutely. You have to take good trust, but most importantly, you have to chase good talent and, and good games. And that's where the talent and the games are at these tournaments. So, we, so we're so we trying to get you to play BCS quality games and BCS quality schools on neutral sites. And obviously, when the basketball is great, but a little bit of sunshine, that doesn't hurt either.
1: <laughs> and and it'll it'll feature Kansas State DePaul, Princeton and yourself. Just what you can say about you know the the level of talent. Like you said, you want to taste good talent early on in the season. Uh,
5: it's, it's 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 tremendous. Those does a does a very good basketball team. Talk about two 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 BCS quality quality schools, and and Princeton has a team that's really pretty much forgot how to lose. You know how 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 to lose. That is they don't they don't they don't lose many games they've not lost many, many many players over the years so it's going to be a very very competitive and challenging um, tournament for us
1: and when when you're planning this out and you're figuring this out you know can can you just for me because i, I people like to live vicariously through you coach uh, you have been to so many wonderful places with this team can you name off some of the destinations you've gotten to go to
2: Oh my goodness! We've been all over.
5: We've been to the Bahamas. We've been to San Juan. We've been to Virgin Islands. We've been to I don't know, numerous places. Florida. We've been to, been, to, been to the Florida Keys. On the tournaments and that's what they do, you know. They 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 put these tournaments in these in these nice areas, and these nice venues, and say who want to come, and and teams flock to them. For obviously, for two reasons, for the destination, but I think most importantly. All of us, we got to go there and get two, or, two or three wins because that, that's most important.
1: And I, I have to tell you that as a broadcaster and owning my own company, I don't have to worry about conflict of interest. So whenever you open up a, an assistant spot on your staff, just let me know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and and before we we finish up here, Coach, I, I know the WNBA has <clears throat> has just started things back up again, and not only are they obviously you know working hard and and have phenomenal women some of them former Syracuse players but they also are giving back to women's groups women's support groups this season what does it mean to you what the WNBA has become and the fact that they are reaching out and trying to give an opportunity to to put some of these women's groups out there in the spotlight and let people know that they're not alone
5: it's fantastic on all fronts, obviously, when you when you have a professional league that's pretty much thriving right now and is it's very solid and very sound, that's a, that's amazing for a, for women's basketball in itself and to and to really reach out to 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 the different organizations and the different different groups and then let them know that you know they're important and that they care it says everything. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a very service oriented league, and I think that it's going to continue that way and it's going to pay great dividends.
1: And, and to also look at uh, something else here in the sports world, you are obviously a, a man in coaching the women's basketball side of things. And that with with yourself, Gino Ariema, and other, other people around the country, having a male coach for a women's team has been no issue. But on the other side of it, having a female coach for a man's team is... For some reason, there's there's backlash or there's kind of that tug of war of letting it happen. Becky Hammond, I mean, she got to be on the staff of Greg Popovich, got to be there with the Spurs. He obviously has a lot of respect for her. What do you think about it? Being a, a male coach in a female's game, do you feel like we're ready to see a female coach a man's team?
5: I always feel that basketball is basketball, and sport is sport. You know, if you have the if you have the if you have the knowledge to be able of to I'm the coach, you have the knowledge to, to be a coach any any level, any gender. So I don't think gender is a is a factor It should be a factor. And, and you know Becky has done a fantastic job of trying of move herself through the ranks. And anytime you can sit with Popovich, you're getting some 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 knowledge that a lot of people want. So I think it's just just a matter of time before someone breaks into that league.
1: And I I've got to ask you really quickly here because this is a question I've been asked on the show and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Dwayne Casey is up for coach of the year. He's a finalist for coach of the year with, with you know, Brad Stevens and whatnot. And when we look at Dwayne Casey, the team, the Toronto Raptors, had never been in first place in the East, and they did that. Never had as many overall wins. They did that. Never had as many home wins. They were 34-7, and seven, so they did that. And they fire their coach because they can't defeat LeBron James, which I think is a personnel thing and not a coaching thing. What do you think about... A Dwayne Casey being fired when he's up for coach of the year and B Toronto congratulating him on social media after firing him.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, it, it was it was funny because I missed the I missed the social media part of it that was kind of odd obviously. But, <laughs> but 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 you know it, it's 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 funny because you because you never know how organizations or how management you know um you know, quantifies or you know how they how how they chart success. And success could have been to them. Hey, if you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's it's been a bad year. And unfortunately, I, I thought he had a fantastic year. I thought that he had had some talent. But obviously, when LeBron is proving that he is what he is, and that he's dominating the playoffs right now. So I don't. You know, if you're gonna start firing people for losing to LeBron James, and we don't have any coaches in our league.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, and I, I I echo those sentiments. With that being said, Coach, I know basketball is basketball, so I know you've been watching. The series are tied 2-2, two to two, Boston and Cleveland, as well as Golden State and Houston at the time of our conversation right now. Who's going to the NBA Finals? Uh, I think,
5: well, if, I, if somebody put my feet down right now, I still think the Golden State's going to find a way um, to, um, to win their win their series and I think that the way LeBron is playing right now, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if, if anybody can really slow him down unless he wants to be slowed down. So, those are my two.
1: Can anybody beat Golden State though if they get to the finals?
5: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, in a, in a in a in a seven game series, but the way they play, I think it'll be tough. But obviously, if you have a player that's really playing at the level that LeBron James is playing, he's been kind of willing his team to win. So I think that, you know, if you get him there, it's it's hard to choose against him and to vote against him, but you just never know with these series.
1: No, and it's it's definitely going to be – something interesting with with the level of talent that is on both sides of things and speaking of talent once again top eight recruiting class coming in for 2018 four young women coming into Syracuse to continue the rich history the coach Q started at Syracuse in recent years here and, and what you've been building up coach I know we're going to make this a regular thing and I appreciate the time that we've had here on the show today thank you for always uh, taking a few moments and it's always good to bump into you in the airport I appreciate it, man. You take care now. All right, but when you're going to Cancun, I'm going to change my flight and go that way. As you should. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. All right, have a good one. All right, thank you. You too. Bye. That coming from Coach Q once again, we'll take a quick step aside for a fast break. When we come back, a very special interview is coming up next.
0: This is a wake up call,
1: Fast
6: Break. This is Jimer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is... where you could choose your style, get fitted and tailored all at Giovanni's Formal Wear.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Very proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and feel very blessed to have this opportunity that we have right now, and that is to celebrate a team inside of Central in upstate New York, and that is the LeMoyne College Dolphins women's lacrosse team, and I am very honored, and it's a pleasure, first time that she's been on the show, and and, and this is what we're going to be talking about, which is pretty amazing, and that is the fact that the LeMoyne College Dolphins women's lacrosse team are national champions, and with that being said, it is a privilege, an honor, and a tribute to central and upstate New York to have Kathy Taylor, the head coach of the women's lacrosse team at Lemoyne, on the show following being twenty-two and one. And with that being said, Kathy, how are you doing today?
3: Great. I'm humbled after that introduction, Dan. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, happy to be with you. Yeah, we're feeling great this morning. It, you know, I, I think we're still coming down a little bit from it. It, uh, you know, it was a it was a wonderful um, season that we had.
1: Yeah, and it, it just it, it's a, it's amazing to see you know, what's, what's gone on across central upstate New York. Like I said, everybody has a story. Everybody has something to tell. There's things going on at all times. And if you turn your focus here, there's something happening over there and and around the corner. And, And with you, with what you've done at Lemoyne, just, just speak with me on this because it's four years in what, what has been kind of your, your, like what you've gone after, what you've what you've been about when you stepped onto Lemoyne? What was it about for you? What were the pillars and the foundation that you've been working to build over the last few years to get to this point?
3: Well, you know, I have to start out by saying, you know, Lemoyne College is just a wonderful place with with just an exceptional group of people that work there and students that attend. Uh, so we had a had a great uh, product to to offer to. Uh, young lacrosse players that wanted to go to college and get a great education and, and also chase a championship. And and that was really our, our mantra. Uh, you know, Le Moyne College is a great place to, to get an education and, and chase a national championship. And when we recruited uh, players, and many of which uh, are, are located, born and bred right here in upstate New York, central New York, uh, you know, that was that was what we said, Um you know, take a look around. Uh, there's a lot of places you can go and play lacrosse, um, and it's not the right fit academically. Or you can go academically; it's not the right fit. Uh, lacrosse-wise, and we felt like we had a package that was special and unique, and uh, you know, a part of an athletic um, culture that was was supportive. Uh, the whole athletic department at Lemoyne is uh, very close. Uh, we 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 were admitted. You know Dan Sheehan and his five national championships. So we felt like we had a very successful lacrosse program to already speak of, and we were close. So um, we went after student athletes that were looking for that nice combination, and and uh, you know we knew that the game was changing; it was getting faster. Uh, the shot clock was coming in, and uh, so we recruited athletes that could play that type of uh, type of game. So and, and and also handle the you know the academic rigors of, of LeMoyne College.
1: And when you look at, like you said, you know, as the game was changing, you were recruiting that way. What can you say about being on the recruiting front, just what the Lemoyne name did for you and how you feel you were received when you were out there recruiting in these first few years, putting a team together that ultimately won a national championship this year?
3: Well, Suzanne, you know, I, I, I'm an upstate, uh, you know, central New Yorker myself and, and spent so many years at the high school game. So my relationships with the high school coaches um, were strong. And I was down at, at SUNY Cortland uh, for six years, uh, recruiting a similar but different athlete too. Uh, and so when I came to LeMoyne, uh, the the fact that we were a small private Jesuit college, was was very powerful and different than um down at SUNY Cortland so you know it, it was uh I had a great product as I said you know I uh, to, to have people come be a part of uh, the support we get at LeMoyne uh from all the staff all the people that helped clear our fields because you know uh we have to play out in that snow in January and February and it was it was a tough winter talk to anyone who coached outside this winter uh it was a tough winter and uh but we the the central New York uh, athlete is used to playing in that climate, so it, it felt comfortable for so many of them. And and a lot of our stars were were local kids that uh, embraced the college game and, and helped us win a championship.
1: And like you said, you know, being local to the area and knowing this area and having those relationships built already, just just what it does kind of for your heart to know that you know this is your home, this is your place. So it's one thing to win a national championship; it's another thing to bring a national championship home. Just what that's meant to you?
3: Absolutely. I mean, we, we we wanted to do. I wanted to do it ever since I've arrived, um, because I wanted to do it for LeMoyne College and the athletic pro- program. But but mostly, I wanted to do it for the young women that, that committed to come to LeMoyne and and help us chase it. Uh, you know, the parents, uh, the players. It, it's a very exciting time for them. We've talked about it. We, we, we set the bar high this year. We're like, we've been close. We've been knocking on the door. We've got to kick it in because we got to beat Adelphi to get even out of the region. You know, there's no trip to the Final Four to play Adelphi this year, uh, which we had had for the last couple of years. We needed to be able to beat Adelphi in the region and then get to the Final Four. And I felt like if we could take care of our Long Island nemesis, uh, that once we got to the Final Four, um, we could take care of that stage. Uh although there are no guarantees. It's just that I I thought our, our biggest battles were probably going to be to get out of our region.
1: And when we look at this, speaking with Kathy Taylor, the head coach of the LeMoyne College Dolphins Women's Lacrosse National Championship Team, the only loss this season, 22-1, and one, is to Adelphi, which happened on April 25th. You saw them in the Northeast 10 Conference Championship and defeated them 14-10 to 10, and then saw them right again in the NCAA tournament, and you had an opportunity to go up against them and defeated them 14-11 to 11 in that. Just what you could say about the only loss you had this season was to Adelphi, like you said, your Long Island nemesis, to have them back twice on this road to the National Championship and win both. Just how sweet that was for you.
3: Well, it was definitely sweet, and when we, we we knew when we went down there to play um, that first game, um, it, it was uh, you know we, I felt like we were taking down a team that that could could take care of Adelphi, but we were nervous. We had a lot of young a lot of young players uh, playing big positions for us um, with with great talent, but you know not a lot of college experience, and we we were very nervous in the first half uh, when we had the opportunity um, to actually play. Uh, them again down there to in the any 10 tournament we were on the road again in the same same arena that we were just a week earlier and we had to figure out a, play, a way to win and i felt like the vibe was very good and we knew that game was going to be very important to setting us up in the region because if we took care of the any 10 we would be able to host the regional and they would have to come to us and i felt like that was a great um opportunity for us to to have that that game at home and uh so taking care of the anytime championship doing that for the first time since uh i've been at Lemoyne, and uh and and setting us up to have the home regional was was big for us and and then once we had the home regional it, we got down in the beginning but in the second half i i felt like our um i don't know i, I thought we were a great second half team this year
1: and, Coach, before I let you go, speaking here with Kathy Taylor one more time from LeMoyne College Dolphins Women's Lacrosse National Championship Team, what was it about this unit, How how this team had come together, the setup of this year's team, the personnel on the team, the community of this team, the interaction with one another? What made this team the champions that they now are?
3: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all, uh, it's, I always say it's a little bit more art than science, but the science part of it is we, we, had, we had greater depth this year, we, and we had a, a deeper depth of talent. We, we brought in some, some kids that could help us uh, find some goals. Um, our defense returned, and we have a stingy defense and a strong goalie uh, who's only a sophomore. But, you know, I would say that our senior leadership was huge. Our, our coaching staff—we have outstanding coaching staff, and, and uh, Nikki Bello and Jackie Helmer. Um, there was, you know, it was our second year together as a coaching staff, um, and uh, you know, just everything that that played into coming together and making it a collective successful organization. It was the coaches, it was the players, it was the leaders, um, and it was the young talent that we brought in to give us a deeper bench. And um, you know, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot.
1: And and to talk on your staff really quick here a little bit as well. That's you know obviously everybody coming together and doing what needs to be done, doing their jobs. Just what you can say about the other people in the room with you helping to lead these young women to this national championship.
3: Yeah, I mean I can't I can't say enough about the 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 assistant coaches um, that we have and and. You know the collaboration that we have in our office. Um, you know both young women that that helped um, have different roles and 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 they revolve. But you know Kaki Helmer is really kind of our leader of our defense, which is was remarkable in um, the last couple of years. And you know Nikki Bello is um, certainly an offensive mind and uh, a, a person that just helps in in any capacity. But really, when we're on the sidelines together, we're, we're all trying to think about, you know, how we do it on the draw, how we do it on the defense, what do we need to do on offense. And it was it was a lot of fun to coach with them. I really, I have to say, um, Dan, um, throughout my coaching career, um, been blessed with the people that I share an office with. Um, all of them have been outstanding. Uh, you know, and I think that our seniors uh, in, you know, Jackie Pardee and Abby McEntee and Kelly Gaffney and even our graduate uh uh, who returned for a fifth year, Nicole Easterly, all very, very big in, in bringing these young – we had a dozen freshmen bringing, – bringing our young, young kids along and, and empowering them. So it was just a, a, a great year all, all in all.
1: That coming from Kathy Taylor at LeMoyne College, national champions. And, the, and final for you, Kathy, just what you could say about that final moment on the field this season, that final matchup – That you know, kind of, for all the marbles in that moment against Florida Southern, just what you could tell me about that matchup and just what you took away from the game. Obviously, you got the victory, but just what you can say about the matchup going in, how they looked on film, and and ultimately coming out of that with the trophy.
3: Yeah, I mean, Florida Southern is is a a tremendously talented team, Um, and we knew that they had a lot of depth and they really didn't have a weakness. So we knew we were in for a big game against them. They'd also been on the national um, stage in the final game three years in a row and had won a national championship two years ago. So, you know, this was was familiar ground to them. And they had a different team um, that they had to play, but familiar ground for us. We were we were in uncharted territory um, with a talented team. So you know, in the beginning of the game, we, we were we were really nervous. First ten minutes, we did not um, we did not look like ourselves, and really kind of in any area, we weren't winning the draws and are struggling a little on defense and, and offensively, turning the ball over. Um, so I, I would say that. Once we got there, we, we felt like our matchups really were good. Our game plan was solid. We made a few changes on the draw to try and um, combat some of their their wing players. Uh, we knew we needed possession against a great team. We didn't want to play defense um, all game and have to try and, and have a creative cause turnover to give us an offensive possession. So, um, But, you know, I think in the end... The credit goes to the players that were on the field that made the plays. Uh, they were capable of making the plays that they did. And once we got on a run and scored a few goals, uh, you know, brief Fazio kind of helped uh, show us the way along with Sydney Hall out of South Jeff. And, uh, you know, Nikki Delaney out of West Genesee has just been so strong for us all year. Um, you know, we had freshmen and Aaron McMullen. And, and then it's a really – Great senior-led defense uh, by Kelly DeGaffney um, just started to hold, had some amazing uh, defensive holds and uh, you know we just kind of pulled away and and when we went into the locker room and we were up by four goals six four instead of down uh, we looked around and said we gotta we gotta go out there and play better because this is this is a, you know a defending you know they've been here they won here um, they're gonna come back um, and we went out and we, we took care of the business and we even added a goal to our lead.
1: That coming from Kathy Taylor. Kathy, congratulations on an amazing season, and I look forward to having you back on very soon, and I hope that this crazy schedule that you now have being a national champion just brings you, you know, great dividends, a lot of fun, and, you know, maybe they could tell you that the next press conference is going to be in Cancun. Maybe that'd be nice.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I will I will take this whirlwind. I will take the bucket of water, the icy bucket of water. They got dumped on me um, any day to be able to, to help these kids win a national championship for their families and for themselves and the school.
1: Absolutely, and congratulations on what you've done for this community, and God bless. We look forward to talking with you soon.
3: Thank you so much, Dan. Have a great day. All right, take care.
1: That coming from Kathy Taylor one more time. LeMoyne College Dolphins women's lacrosse folks, they're national champions. And staying with lacrosse, we're going to take a step aside on the show, and we're coming back, as promised today, with the second hour of the show dedicated to the West Genesee Wildcats girls lacrosse team and our special from the Wildcat Sports Pub, the Wildcat Sports Pub located on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, right in the Home Depot Plaza. Go out and see them all throughout the week and support them as they support the community it's so much so with West Genesee Sports. We feel honored every single month to be there with West Genesee. I've had the opportunity with this idea that I came up with with the owner, Danny Tome, over there. I said, you know, let's do something. I want to bring shows here. We talked about bringing high school and having West Genesee right over the hill and putting them in the spotlight, showing them that win, lose, or draw, that these student athletes and these coaches deserve to have that community connection, that feel, that love, and and know what it's like to, to be in the spotlight and be honored for their hard work and determination and perseverance. And with that being said, I'm very happy that we've had the boys ice hockey team, we have had the football team, we've had girls and boys basketball, and girls and boys lacrosse. You are going to hear from the lacrosse team coming up in just a moment after this fast break, Emma Perry is going to be on the show, Eliza McCall, as well as Adriana Nojame and head coach Kevin H- Kevin Hennigan from our special at the Wildcat Sports Pub. West Genesee, front and center, Girls Across, right after this. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in central New York with It's, it's a, a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing The name Leeson Staggerwald has become synonymous with Central New York over the years. And that's why Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is proud to have our live pregame show before Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball home games right on site, on location, on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York, minutes from the Carrier Dome. To see myself and Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball alum. Dale Shackelford two hours before tip-off of Syracuse basketball home games. We can't wait to see you out at Leeson and Staggerwald. Thank you to everybody that's already come and seen us for great food, community, and great drinks. Come to Leeson Staggerwald and be there two hours before tip-off for Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball home games for our live pregame show with Dale Shackelford and myself, Dan Tortora. They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. We are here with the West Genesee girls lacrosse team, the number one seeded West Genesee girls lacrosse team. Gotta mention that, I'm Dan Tortora. We're here every single month. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is proud to be working with the Wildcat Sports Pub, Danny and Heather Tome and the whole team. And we are here every single month with West Genesee. We've had boys ice hockey as well as football, boys and girls basketball, boys across, and now girls across. I'm joined by head coach Kevin Hennigan, as well as Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, and Emma Perry. Please give them all a round of applause. So this is how the show is going to go. We're going to start this first segment about lacrosse. We'll take a little break for a couple minutes. The second segment's called Rapid Fire, where each of these four will be put on the hot seat by me and have to answer any question that I ask. In fairness, the third segment, I become the interviewee and I have to sit here and get roasted by you guys. So I think that's only fair. So we're going to get started first and foremost here with Coach Three seasons with the team so far, this being your third. Just what you could say about what you've taken from 2016 up to now. What I've realized is that
7: it's important that we're able to come together tight as a group. Uh, My first year doing it, I got involved maybe a month or two before the season started, and the team really embraced me, and I saw how important those relationships were. And one thing I can say about this team this year is they've done an excellent job of building those relationships, of making sure that the team is first. I know they do a lot of things together off the field, and I think that translates on the
1: field. So we've definitely made that a priority for us in the program. Yeah. And Emma, I want to ask you this. What are some of the things you do off the field as a team that you feel brought you closer together?
8: Uh, literally anything you can think of. <laughs> like we'll go to the mall together, do a bunch of different games together. We're constantly going out to eat and- Every day someone will just text in the group message, anybody want to go do this to me? And, and we're just always together and bonding with each other.
1: What is your favorite thing to do with these girls?
8: <laughs> yeah, sleepovers. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Whose house? Is there one Maddie house? that? house. Who is it? Maddie Smith. Maddie Smith, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Why her house?
8: Um, I don't know. I guess that there's room for all of us, and we're all trapped in the basement together, and <laughs> we do a lot of weird dance offs and stuff. So it's fun. <laughs>
4: nice. Who's cooking
1: over at the house?
8: Um, John Smith, of course. <laughs>
1: all right. What? Uh, what? Cat
8: pizza. Oh
1: yeah. Wildcat Pizza. All right. I guess that's a nice, nice plug there for that. Is there any homemade stuff that you like over at the Smith House?
8: Yes. Well, everyone usually brings some different things, and Phoebe's cookies are always a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, fair enough. Eliza, I'll go over to you for this. What is it about this year's team that's made this unit so special?
9: I think this year, um, I think we're not like separated. Everyone I've, I'm equally close with, and we all get along really well, and I say that that also transfers on the field like Coach said, just because we're together a lot, that you can tell that we spend a lot of time together.
1: What is your favorite thing to do with the team?
9: Probably the sleepovers. <laughs>
1: okay. So the sleepovers win. Yeah. Who wins the dance-off?
9: Elise. All right, Elise.
1: <laughs> where's, where's Elise? Alright. Alright. I like the casual kind of half hand there so (laughs) does she win it every time
9: yes yeah yeah I think so
1: all right fair enough have you ever put coach in that type of situation to be in a dancer
9: no we
1: should though right
0: we should do that
1: yeah we should do that (laughs) we should all right Adriana what can you say about this year's team and, and what's special about this number one seeded team going into the postseason?
10: I think, like everyone said, so far we're all really close, Um, there's not really any segregation on the team, everyone in every grade is close, we have a lot of freshmen on the team that hang out with seniors, and a lot of seniors who hang out with sophomores, and that's something I've never experienced before, and it's really cool that we're all so close.
1: What brought the team close, like you said there's no segregation, what happens to bring this team all together?
10: Well, we spend a lot of time together in the off-season, so we all got to know each other pretty well going into the season, and then as we spend a lot of time together in season with long practices and um, having only Sunday away from each other, I guess just spending so much time together, we've all gotten very close.
1: Now, I want to I wanna say with you, Adriana, about Coach. Give me three words to describe Coach.
10: Um, ecstatic. <laughs> happy. Um, Cheerful.
1: Fair enough. All right, right, Eliza. What about you? Three, three words to describe Coach. No, no, I'm.
9: I'm kind of. Um, responsible. He's very honest and. I'm gonna go with ecstatic too. He's a very happy man.
1: Alright, very, very happy man. Well we'll come back to you coach on that in a second. Alright Emma, what can you say? Three words to describe coach.
8: Um, energetic, uh, a little weird, <laughs> and caring.
6: And caring. Alright coach,
1: you've heard what they had to say. So we're gonna go around the table, starting with Emma, over to Adriana and Eliza. I wanna know three things about each of these young ladies. All right, starting with Emma. Um, Emma is mature,
7: and she is definitely a leader. Um, I've had to rely on Emma a lot. I switched from coaching offense to defense this year, and we have a lot of seniors, they've been helpful, and I'll come to them with questions, and um, so she's absolutely a leader and she's also vocal. She's willing to speak up and share what's on her mind. Adriana. Adriana is thoughtful, um, unselfish, um, and somebody who's caring, that's how I would describe Adriana as well. I think she's somebody who puts the team first um, with what she's doing, and a lot of the stuff they shared about where the team is right now, seniors like Adriana are helping to do that. And Eliza, um, I would describe, Eliza is competitive um, she's fast, very fast and feisty. I think Eliza can be a little feisty in a good way. I like it that she's on our team.
1: So when we look at your step into this postseason, this opportunity that you have, looking at the first couple seasons, what has it taught you? I know that you were at West Jenny. I know it. it's like for you to win a championship. You've been able to feel that a couple times. What's special about this year's team, and what did you take from the last couple of years to create what you have here today?
7: What I've learned from the first couple of years is that like, our game Thursday night going to be a battle. Uh, you make it to the final four of the Class A in this section, you have four teams that could compete to win a state championship if they make it out of the section. and um, We've learned that the hard way the last couple of years, how good all the other teams are. So we try to build a schedule. That challenges our team so we go through ups and downs in individual games and have to learn how to take a punch and give one back. And that's what our team has done this year. They've been able to take punches from really good teams and respond. Um, whether we get up or get down, they know just to keep playing because on Thursday night that will happen. You'll get up a few goals, you'll get down a few goals, and you just have to be willing to keep playing.
1: Adriana, what can you say when you look at how this season's gone? You started off on a five game winning streak recently had another five-game winning streak what have you taken away from this regular season
10: well it's a whole new season starting now going into playoffs it doesn't matter the previous record we know it's really open-ended and we're surrounded by great competition and um, as coach said after our loss half fm last tuesday um, we only need five more games after we had a loss we went on a five-game winning streak and that's all we need right now
1: eliza you know what a five-game winning streak feels like you got to go on a five-game winning streak like adriana just said what about this team do you feel makes this Wildcat team poised for that five-game winning streak?
9: I think we don't dwell on a win. We know that like, the next game coming up is just going to be another battle and we just move on to the next one and we don't get big-headed and we just move on to the next.
1: And know just what you could say, what you've taken away, up to this point, Adriana said it's a new season. Whatever you've done up to here, you've now started essentially 0-0 bring me into what's to come Thursday night
8: and from there. Well, I think no matter what our wins or losses were for the previous season of whoever we play, it's, it's going to be an important game, and it can go either way, and it's going to be a tough one, and it doesn't matter what, how much we accomplish in the regular season, anybody wins in sectionals, and there's upsets all the time, so it's going to be a battle.
1: West Genesee history. We know that Coach Hannigan knows what it's like to to win a couple times here what can you say about his leadership on this team and what he brings in that championship mentality
8: I think he definitely brings uh, energy to our team and <laughs> he makes everyone feel a lot better and he he doesn't praise us for it but he he makes us feel good about it and knows that we deserved that and whenever we lose or something bad happens this season he doesn't dwell on it and he doesn't he doesn't bring us down for it, like we move on, we learn from it, and it's definitely a good lessons to learn.
1: Eliza, looking at this season, what's one moment of adversity that you can look back to that can help you moving forward?
9: I think any of our losses that we've had this season, you make mistakes and you learn from them and you move on, and then when they happen again, you know the right moves to make and you're able to succeed.
1: Adriana, we, we've heard that Coach is an ecstatic person. Go a little bit deeper into why we've used that word.
10: Well, one of his famous quotes is, every day is going to be a big day. And that's how we go into every practice and every game. Um, He's always cheering for us on the the sidelines. He's very vocal and it's always in a positive way.
1: The community is something that I've gotten to see a lot since working here with the Wildcat Sports Pub. And I'm speaking on the West Genesee community, the Wildcat community. Eliza, what can you say about the Wildcat community and the amount of support that you have as a team?
9: Um, I think our parents are very supportive of us. They do the most for our team. They make everything really special, so thank you. I think we
8: should everybody. clap, but I not that guy.
9: Um, especially like our senior night, they do just the most for all of us, and it's always a good thing
10: for us to have someone support us that much.
1: Adriana, what can you say about the level of support you have with the Wildcats?
10: Um, Our parents go above and beyond. Uh, They're very extra, so to speak. Um, Our boys lacrosse team also is amazing. You see them at the sidelines of our games being so vocal, cheering for us. And it's just a fun atmosphere at the games with all the fans, our classmates, our family members, people in the community.
1: Emma, what can you say about the support? You're, You're on the side where the rest of the team is surrounding you here in that U-shape. So what can you say about not only the support of the community, but the team as a whole, just what it feels like to be a Wildcat?
8: Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like you have a second family, and you know that every single one of these girls are going to be here for you no matter what. And It's like we're just a group of sisters, and no matter what happens, we're together, and we're close, and we're just always there for each other.
6: Coach,
1: you know this guy, Mike Massere, right? You're pretty... Comfortable with him some people in the community might know him Bring me into this final Run for him and what it's like to be coaching this team and at the same time Have him on the other side, but no, it's kind of bittersweet
7: um, It's surreal almost to think that this is the last year for coach Massarin for coach Deegan They've been doing it for so long when I was growing up, that was I wanted to play for Coach Messera and Coach Deegan. Um, like, I remember in sixth grade being pulled aside by um, Coach Deegan, that was like, made my day. During the summer, I worked with him, or Coach Messera would be around the summer camp. And it's weird to think that that's not gonna be the case anymore, because that's who I have pictured that West Sea Lacrosse was. Um, they've both been very helpful to me as I got started coaching. Anytime I wanted to talk to them about something we wanted to do, um, Coach Deegan will watch our practice for five minutes and be like, hey, I saw your goalie do this. Tell her to not do that. Or Coach Macera, same kind of thing. They'll watch our practice for a few seconds and they know so much about the game. They'll just offer a little bit of advice that is usually spot on. And it is bittersweet. Um, hopefully everything works out and they can end on top. Um, but I think regardless of how this season plays out for them, um, what they have done, it's just incredible.
1: And with that being said, i, I got to break for a second. Let's give a round of applause to Coach Messer. He was sitting in with us in March. He was here with the team, and we appreciated his time as well. I'm going to go around. There's going to be one final question about lacrosse, and then it's going to be rapid fire after we take a break here. So the hot seat is coming. Coach, what does it mean to be a Wildcat? Um, I think to be a Wildcat
7: means you're willing to compete. You're willing to um Have people come at you every single time because of what's happened in the past you understand um, How people look at this program both on the boys and girls side and so if you're a Wildcat you're ready to compete take everybody's best shot
1: I know what does it mean to you to be a Wildcat?
8: It definitely means to Come ready to the game like our whole entire program has such a legacy and a past that's so impressive than any other And, and You definitely want to please like all of that's come before you and that you really want to just fight hard and know that you're supporting your team and you're you're playing with the you're playing for the name on your jersey.
1: Do you like the legacy connection to it in the sense of what that might put on the shoulders of a player? Are you okay having that?
8: Definitely. I think it pushes us all way more to fight harder and know what we can accomplish and what so many so many others have accomplished before us. It's possible and it's it's there for us.
1: Alright Adriana, what does it mean for you to be a Wildcat?
10: Obviously there's a huge tradition with lacrosse at West Tennessee. We all start at a very young age with the summer program and we put in numerous hours in the off season and during the season just to live up to the legacy of West Tennessee that both the boys and girls have for the name.
1: Eliza, same for you.
10: I think by
9: putting in a lot of work you have to be a hard worker, especially like what Adriana said in the off season and especially in season, we're expected to do a lot of things. You have to be a great, a good athlete, but you also have to be a great student and that's just how it all works out in the end.
4: That coming from
1: Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, Coach Kevin Hennigan, as well as Emma Perry, myself, Dan Tortoir, we will take a couple minutes aside here, I'll get ready to put each of you on the hot seat, and then in a little bit, you'll do the same to me. Thanks for being here; we really appreciate it very much. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue. 487-2222 for the Wildcat family friendly sports pub and restaurant wow. Alright, welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live on location at the Wildcat Sports Pub, featuring West Genesee's girls Across program Emma Perry, Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, and Head Coach Kevin Hennigan, myself Dan Tortora. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. I get to put you all in the hot seat for rapid fire. Adriana, I'm going to start with you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, if anybody could play you in a movie, give me the person that would be you and give me the name of the movie. Okay.
10: Okay. Well, I really like Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean Okay. because I recently just saw it and I had a weird dream about it. So. The,
1: the first one?
10: Yeah, the first one. Right.
1: Okay. There's five. got to catch up now.
10: Yeah, I know. All I'm all right.
1: So you got Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. So what's going on with this?
10: Um, I don't know. I just think he's really cool. I really like the hat he wears. Okay. I, I, I'd be...
1: So is he going to play you in the movie?
10: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Alright. What's the movie going to be? Pirate 6?
10: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I okay. think that would be a good one. Alright, fair
1: enough. So Johnny Depp will be playing Adriana No O.J. Yes. Okay. Alright, fair enough. Alright, Emma. One song that you can put as your intro when you come out onto the field for a year, what would it be?
8: Probably Fight Song but I forgot who sings that.
1: Alright, fight song. Eliza. It's a three part question.
2: Oh no, okay. <laughs>
1: you could go anywhere in the world. Where do you go? You could take one person that you know and one celebrity.
9: Oh, that's an easy one. Okay. okay. I would go to Bora Bora. Okay. I'd bring my mom. All right. And a celebrity I'd bring Beyonce.
1: Alright. <laughs> so I gotta ask why mom and Beyonce?
9: Because um, my mom, I just know that she likes the beach and I love the beach and I'd want to experience that with her. And then Beyonce, because everyone knows that I'm obsessed with her. Okay. So I just want to be in her presence. Who's, who's
1: the bigger boss, Beyonce or your mom? Uh, Beyonce. <laughs> 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 All right. Is mom here? Is mom in the building? No,
9: she's not here. Oh, okay. Partially. So that's probably why
1: you not. felt somewhat comfortable saying yeah, that. Yeah, probably. All right. Fair enough. Coach. Besides Jack Sparrow, who would play you in a movie and what would the movie be called?
0: Um,
7: I've heard comparisons to Ed Helms before um, from The Office. So maybe Ed Helms. He's a funny guy. Energetic, I think, too. I've, people have said that before. Um, the movie? Every day is a big day. That would be, uh, that'd be the name of the
0: movie.
7: Yep.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm a, if you could own any pet, it could be any animal, anything, what would it be? Besides like the typical, if you could own anything that's not a typical pet, what would you own?
8: Probably a dolphin.
1: A dolphin? Alright, why a dolphin?
8: Um, well, when I was little, I, I had a weird obsession with dolphins. <laughs> I used to just decorate everything with them and have anything you can imagine dolphin-themed, so I still love them.
1: All right. A dolphin, Eliza. What is your spirit animal if you had to choose one?
9: A spirit animal. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, an animal.
1: Favorite animal?
9: I guess. I don't know. That's a hard question. Yeah, I guess just a wildcat.
8: Yeah. All right. That's good.
1: Fair enough. Some help from the crowd. Yeah. I like thank that. You. <laughs> All right, Adriana. What's one song that you can't stand so much to the point where it makes you want to take a hammer to the radio?
10: Well, um, my teammates are going to be mad at me, but I got really sick of Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. (laughs) Alright,
1: fair enough. Okay. Alright. Emma, who is the funniest person on the team? Elise (laughs) 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 Maccaballi. All right. Eliza, who is the best cook on the team?
9: Phoebe. Phoebe? She bakes. I've never tried her cooking, though. Okay. What does she bake?
1: What's your favorite? Her
9: cookies are amazing. Cookies? Yes.
1: All right. Better than Phoebe's?
9: No, Phoebe's cookies are the best.
1: Phoebe's cookies are the best? Yeah. Better than Phoebe? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, Adriana. Three things on your bucket list three that things. you have to do.
10: Okay. I really want to go skydiving. I want to travel to Greece. And, um, the bucket list, let's see. Uh, I want to do, I don't know what the movie is, 400 Feet Under or something, where you go in the shark tank way underwater and you're trapped in that.
1: The one that just idea. came out recently.
10: Like a year ago, I think. Yeah,
1: 40, 40 feet many, or something, something like that. 40, 40 meters, meters down. down. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, it's a good movie, though. <laughs> all right, is. all right, coach. I want to stick with the bucket list. I like this. Give me three things on your bucket list.
7: I would like to learn to play the piano. A couple things I want to learn to do. I like to learn to play the piano. Uh, I like to learn to golf. I can't do that. I tried skiing. That went terrible. I'd like to try to ski. Uh, My kids are learning. My wife knows how to ski, so I would like to do that. Um, And bring the family down to Disney World and Harry Potter World. Pretty soon I put that on the bucket
1: list. I'm bringing my wife to Disney World on Thursday. You're welcome to join if you (laughs) you need to. Alright Emma, three things on your bucket list.
8: Probably, I would like to ride an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> I wanna go to. I wanna go to Hawaii, and then I also would like to go skydiving.
1: All right, fair enough. All right, Eliza, what are your three?
8: Um, I'd really like to go to Bora Bora.
9: Like I said earlier, I've always wanted to go there. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to ride a horse on the beach before. Never had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> um, then I really do like Disney, so I'd like the opportunity to go there again.
1: To go there, when was the last time? I,
9: I went to Universal Studios, but I'd like to go to the other one.
1: So you want to go to to Walt Disney World itself? Yes. What is your favorite Universal Studios ride?
9: I don't. I don't one in particular i liked them all really like them all yeah they were all fun
1: all right fair enough all right adriana do you like thrill rides yes okay what's your favorite
10: um well at universal i really liked the hulk ride that was pretty scary
1: okay do you have a second favorite to that
10: um i liked the harry potter ride at universal because i'm obsessed with harry potter
1: okay so harry potter versus the hulk those two roller coasters which one
10: Probably Harry Potter because they have butterbeer there.
1: That's very true, they do have butterbeer. It's a great place. All right, Emma. Do you like, are you a ride person or no?
8: Definitely. All
1: right, give me your favorite.
8: Probably Superman at Darien Lake. All
1: right, Superman at Darien Lake. Have you gone recently?
8: Yeah, we just went Friday. Oh, okay.
1: Is it the same as it's been over the years? Have they done any changes, or is it the same? No,
8: I think it's the same.
1: Pretty much the same. Yeah. Do you sit in the front? I've sat in the front. Front. Yeah. Have you been in the front?
8: No, I'm not. I'm not that close.
1: Okay. You need. You need to sit in the front like I did when they stopped the ride that had broken down three times, and you're in the front and there's no protection in the front. There's nobody in front of you, nothing. And the lady. It's the only time I've ever seen. You know the stairs. Yeah. Lady walked up the stairs. She came over and she was on the uh, walkie-talkie with the guy and she was like, Hi, right, Roger. <laughs> and Roger was like. <laughs> and that went on for about 15 minutes. And then she went, so what, are, she's like, Roger, what are you going to do? He's like. <laughs> and she was like, all right, we're good to go. And I looked at her and we started to roll up a little bit. And I said, ma'am, aren't you supposed to do the test ride? And I quote, she said, you are. <laughs> So, thank you, Darian Lake. I'm still here to talk about it. All right, Coach, do you like rides? Are you a ride person? All right, give me your favorite.
7: Uh, my favorite ride, that, what's the one that, like, you go up in the hotel and then it drops you oh, down? Tower of, Tower of Terror, I think, is awesome. Um, and then uh, the rock and roll, the Aerosmith ride. It, yeah, that you just take off
1: right away. That thing's sweet too.
6: All right. We got some
1: thrill ride people. So. You know, some people, that's conquering a fear. Tower of Terror is, is conquering a fear for some. So, Emma, give me one fear that you've conquered in your life.
8: I'm hearing some people
1: off my shoulder. Here. Was it stink bugs? Alright, okay. We're going to have to ask, is that the one?
8: Yes, my fear of stink bugs.
1: Okay. How did you overcome your fear of stink bugs?
8: Well, um, my, my fear actually began this year when I woke up one morning and accidentally drank one from my water bottle. Nice. So I spit it out, and I was traumatized for a couple of weeks, but last week I actually killed one. So, progress.
1: Very nice. Congratulations! Thank you. Very proud of you. How did you How did you kill it? Because if you if you hit it, Not doesn't it leave a nice stench there? So how'd you kill it?
8: Well, I was kind of like two feet away, and I threw a shoe at it. So
1: all right, hand-eye coordination. now, you got it done. <laughs> All right, Adriana, give me a fear that you've overcome.
10: Um, well, it's kind of weird because I like those thr- thriller rides, but I don't like heights. So I'm definitely afraid of Ferris wheels and just like getting stuck up there. So two years ago at the fair, I went on the Ferris wheel for the first time, and it, I wouldn't do it again.
1: <laughs> that is a very high Ferris wheel, and it looks like it kind of leans a little.
10: It does. Yeah. It shakes in the yeah. wind.
1: I always get that feeling like, is this the year that it just... So, yeah, I'm not a fair ride person. (laughs) Alright, I'll tell you Liza, give me a fear you've overcome.
9: Um, I don't like spiders, but I kill them if I have to. Okay. <laughs> if I have to. <laughs> are,
1: are we talking big? Have you killed a big one before?
9: No, but so tiny. I won't ever do that. If okay. they're small enough, I can manage to do it. But if they're big, I will not go near it.
1: <laughs> okay. I had one that I tried. To, do you try to like sit, like let them outside?
9: No, I no. run away. <laughs> See, I
1: tried to guide one outside when I was living in Florida. It was in my apartment, it was black, it was probably about this big. And it turned and looked at me and I tried to fling it and then I looked at him and he looked at me and I said to him, as if he could hear me, I said, don't do this to yourself, don't make this decision. And he turned around and he beelined right at me and I was like, well this is your funeral and I had to kill him that day. That was the day, I tried. you know what, I tried to give him life. Alright coach, give me a fear that you've overcome. I'm incredibly afraid of the
7: dark. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that. So when I'm able to walk through a room in my house without turning a light on, like I honestly feel a sense of accomplishment. When I walk through the house, I turn on a light as I go up and down the stairs or in every room. So sometimes I'll challenge myself and walk down the stairs through the kitchen without turning on a light. And I'm very proud of myself for doing that.
1: I'll give the coach a round of applause for that. The dark... Now, do you do what, I used to do this at my grandma's house, where you hear a noise and you run into the hallway and you try to flick the light on really quick as if that'll stop whatever's there from engaging you. Have you done that? Have you done the run and flick the light on? The kids
7: like the hallway light on at night, so that does help me. I don't fight them on that. I let that go. Um, The other night, though, laying in bed, we heard a door creak. And it was like, I don't know if I want to go check. Um, like I heard, I was hoping it was the wind, and I laid there for a little bit. My wife didn't offer to get up and go check it, so I did. Um, but that kind of stuff
1: freaks me out. Yeah, my, my wife, uh, we're Kevin Hart fans. She was like Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kevin Hart. So Now, Kevin Hart talks about how his daughter used to freak him out by hiding behind doors after they watched a scary movie, pushing it a little, and then jumping out. Well, he told the story how he ran out of the house and got in his car, kind of like jumped over the steps, got in the car, backed halfway out of the driveway and realized he left his family in the house. To which my wife said, he would also do that. To which I said, it depends on the noise. But there's a good chance that I would run. I would want to get her, but it's one of those things like the dark where if you can't see what's making noise, if you're not in the house, maybe Maybe you're meant to be outside. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. Now everybody thinks I'm a terrible person. All right, all right, Emma. <laughs> Give me a scary movie that you would never watch again.
8: Oh my, Insidious.
1: Insidious. Okay. okay, I won't watch that movie.
8: I I couldn't sleep for like two weeks straight, and all I could I just kept imagining that that scary nun was just in my room. <laughs> I couldn't. All right, terrified.
1: Eliza, what about you? A scary movie you will never watch again.
8: I think it was called The Conjuring.
10: Oh, I can't remember. I won't
1: watch that one either.
10: I would not ever see that one. You guys
1: are putting like my top three right now. Alright hey Adriana, what's one that you will not watch? The Shining. I did see The Shining. Okay. That one I that one I can roll with because Jack Nicholson. I don't know why. Alright coach, what can't you watch? I don't really watch scary movies at all. Um, I'm afraid when I watch a
7: scary movie that's gonna happen to me, no matter how unrealistic it is. Um, when Scream came out, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, that's when your parents started letting you stay at home and stuff like that. So that sticks to me. Scream one. Um, it brings back
1: bad memories. <laughs> I think you and I were separated at birth in that respect. <laughs> All right, Eliza, this is going to be your final question for each of you. So, Eliza, if I could put you on any TV show, reality show, you know, any any drama, comedy, anything. If I could give you a job and say, I'll put you on the show today, what show would it be? And it could be a show that's already off the air if you want.
9: I really like the show Survivor, just because I'd like to see what I'd be able to do if I could survive.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) I like that. Give a round of applause for that. That's a good answer. Survivor, because that is not an easy task. All right, Adriana.
10: Um, Probably friends or keeping up with the Kardashians because I want to see how I'd fit into that family.
1: All right. Well, I will say anybody that's not already a Kardashian, normally their career ends after that, so probably don't do that. You could talk to Reggie Bush, Kanye. He's having a rough go at it right now. Lamar Odom, Tristan Thompson. So maybe we're going to have to put you on. What was the first one again? Friends. Yeah, we're going to put you on Friends. All right, Emma, what TV show would you go on?
8: I think I really belong in New Girl.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Now, Fox has been blocked by Spectrum, for everybody that has Spectrum. So, have you been able to keep up with New Girl? I think it's on Hulu, too.
8: Yeah, it's on Netflix.
1: And on Netflix. Yeah. So, why New Girl? One of my favorite shows That's why I'm asking.
8: <laughs> well, I think I'm, I think I'm weird enough to be part of like the gang. <laughs>
1: okay. So, you live in the house with everybody?
8: Yeah, in the loft, definitely.
1: Alright, fair enough. Okay. Alright, Coach. I'm going to put you in a TV show. Besides the Jersey Shore, which I know is your favorite, what show would you want to be in?
7: Oh, uh, The Office, absolutely. Um, yep. If I could hang out with Michael Scott, that would be incredible. Though, Whenever I watch that show, I just wish that I could work in a place that had Michael Scott
1: in it. So without a doubt, it would be The Office.
7: Fair enough.
1: All right, you are all off the hot seat. Give him a round of applause for getting off the hot seat. Okay. Yeah. Emma Perry, Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, and Coach Kevin Hennigan will put me on the hot seat in just a couple minutes. So get your questions ready. I have to answer them. This is Wake Up Call for the Wildcat. Thanks for being here.
0: This is a Wake Up Call Fast
1: Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222. For the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Alright, we're back here, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live on location at the Wildcats Sports Pub with the West Genesee Wildcats girls across team with Emma Perry, Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, and Coach Kevin Hennigan, myself, Dan Tortora. Wake Up Call airs live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, right on wakeupcalldt.com. And now, I can't say against my will, because I said I'd do this, I am on the hot seat. so. Eliza, the first. What do you got for me?
9: Um, if you had the opportunity to travel anywhere, where would it be and who would you bring and why?
1: Okay. I would bring my wife. And I'd want to bring my parents because we would go to Italy and Spain. I'm Italian and Spanish, so that's why. And uh, my uncle is in, is in Italy right now. And he's been to Rome. Our family's from Calabria and Naples. Some of them moved to Rome. So and I found out that in Calabria they like make pizza with honey, and I'm all about that. So yeah, I would definitely go to Italy and Spain, and I'd bring the wife. And I will do it before I leave this this earth. I have to.
9: That's great. I mean, I like that.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Emma. What do you have for me?
8: If you could be any animal, what would it be?
1: A jaguar, or a dog. A jaguar because I have a lot of love and respect for the team and the fest. I would be a dog because I've had dogs my whole life and there's nothing sweeter or more caring than a dog. And I got a little monster back. She's, she's one, her name's Lily, and she sits on my shoulder like a parrot. So I think Adriana would be all for that because she likes Jack Sparrow. So we'd have to bring her next time. Alright Adriana, what do you got for me?
10: Who is your celebrity crush?
1: I always get asked this question. I love my wife. Uh, I would. She well, this she knows these two. I was growing up Jennifer Aniston and Tyra Banks growing up. So there you go. She knows that I would say that. All right, coach, what do you got for me?
7: You're a Toronto Raptors fan. So Dwayne
1: Casey should even fired. Well, firing somebody who's up for Coach of the Year is interesting. Congratulating him on being a finalist for Coach of the Year after you fire him is more interesting, and I don't know who they're going to get. Becky Hammond's trying to be the first female coach in the NBA. I'd like her to get a shot. I like Jerry Stackhouse, so him too. But yeah, I don't understand it. Not many people can get through LeBron James, and that's the only thing that Toronto hasn't done so far. So I don't fault Dwayne Casey for that. RIP Toronto Raptors this year. All right, Emma, what do you got?
8: What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn?
1: Oh, this is easy. Shout out to my aunt who bought me a girl sweater. So, she bought me a purple sweater that was white polka dots and white cuffs. I wore it twice to church with my winter jacket on and I threw it in the garbage after that. So, my dad told me, like, wear, I think it was like the rule with family is wear it once, so I wore it twice. All right, Adriana, what do you have for me?
10: Uh, favorite college memory?
1: hosting my first ever show, which is M.U. Courtside, and I created a NCAA men's and women's basketball show, simulcast on TV and radio, and I got asked to come back and be the keynote speaker 14 years, 13 years, after making the show. So I would say M.U. Courtside. Thank you. Marywood University, two hours away. If you have not selected your college, go there. All right, Eliza, what do you have for me?
9: could choose to be any marvel character which one would you choose
1: Oh I love this I got two and one of the DVDs I picked up today I'd be the Black Panther which is the nickname of my car and <laughs> wait for it cuz my car is black with like chrome trim in the front and I have the Black Panther on my keys <laughs> so I am committed or Spider-Man because I've been a Spider-Man fan since probably since I was like 3 years old 5 years old one of those two Alright, coach, we what got.
7: What's something you've regretted saying on the radio? <laughs>
1: Alright. Well, I don't think I live with any regrets. But this was funny. Maybe some people would regret this. I didn't. So for the people I mean it this is a family show, but it was funny, and I meant it in good laughter, so just roll with me on this. Okay, I gotta preface it. It's a food related thing. But my friend Brandon was in the he was in the like, studio, so to speak, of M.U. Courtside. And it was our first year. And they told me that I was on commercial break, we were on halftime on the radio and on TV. There was about 10,000 people on the radio, 10,000 people on TV. So I said something to Brandon as a joke, because I consider him a brother. And I said, I said, Brandon, how about you be the macaroni and I be the cheese? So, I can spread myself all over you as a joke. And he, because we've been family, I mean, his, and, and if you knew Brandon, you would know that he laughed. Well, they went 15 minutes with nothing to me in my earpiece. And then we came back, we're two minutes into the show, and I'm live by myself, and I got, I got the headphones in, and Brandon goes, Dan? And I, it's while I'm calling the game. So I'm like, Smith passes the ball to Stevenson, and I'm hearing him in my ear. He goes, don't do anything on the radio. I just have to tell you this. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. And I'm trying to do it side of my voice so people can't hear me on the radio. He said, when we told you that we went on commercial on TV and radio, we only went on commercial on television. So you just told 10,000 people that You and I should be a little bit closer than we are. I don't regret it because I thought it was hilarious. So I'm good with it. And I got to be the broadcaster the next three years. So obviously, I think it was okay. All right, Adriana, what do you have for me?
10: If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, boy. I would always say flight because I love angels and kind of. and I feel a connection. I, I'm a, I believe in God, so there's a lot to that. And I would say teleportation so I could go anywhere. But with the new movie Infinity War coming out, I'd like to have that gauntlet so I could go back in time and spend more time with my grandfathers who passed away when I was six. That's what I would say. All right, Eliza. Yeah.
9: Oh, if you won the lottery today, what is the first thing you would go and buy?
4: First
1: thing I want to buy. I would make sure that my wife and I are set up and that we put some money away for kids. And then I would buy my mom the house she always wanted in Florida. So I do that for mom. You gotta take care of mom, right? There's a lot of moms here today. Mom and dad. I understand if I have kids, I want them to say that I'm their favorite, but you know. All right, Emma, what do you have for me?
8: What's an embarrassing nickname you've had and why?
1: Uh, Well, a lot of people think that they're intelligent when they take my last name, Tortora, and they say, Tora, Tora, like the Japanese call, or Tortoise, or Tortuga, or Tortilla. The last guy that told me that, I, I think I was, I'm 32, so I was probably 30, 29, and the guy was in his, like, 30s, 40s, and he's like, Tortura like Tortuga, that's hilarious. And I was like, oh my God, write it down. I was like, I have never once heard this in my life. I think you're a genius, and I'm a broadcaster. I would love to have you be a part of my show as an analyst because the color commentary is impeccable. He didn't know whether I was serious or kidding because he was that dumb, but, but I would say those are probably the nicknames I get. They're not embarrassing. I just think that people think they're the first one to do it, yeah. which is interesting. All right, coach. You got, a, you got three more, including this one. Everybody else has two, because they've already asked their third. What do you got?
7: Is Blake Bortles the long-time answer for the Jags? They just signed an extension, I think, something like that. Now, you're a Jacksonville Jags guy. They're, they're lost right now. They don't know what I'm talking about, but Blake Bortles. Is he the guy?
1: Well, Blake Bortles is from Phoenix, New York. so We love him in upstate New York. The other thing about Blake Bortles is that all of the woes of the Jaguars have not been on him. They had to get a good offensive line, they have worked to do that, they needed a running back, they did that. Receivers, they did that. Defense, they did that. No matter what people think of Doug Marone, he does have a good system with Nate Hackett, so they're doing that. Tom Coughlin, I love the guy. So I think that Blake fits what they're doing because they're a run heavy. Good defense. And I think he's got a better arm than people give him credit for. And he was four points away from going to the Super Bowl with a tear in his right wrist for over a year. And everybody was talking about Tom Brady's little thumb injury. So talk about real men's sports, we'll talk about Blake Bortles and not Tommy. All right, Eliza, what do you got for me?
9: If you were able to travel back in time, what time period would you go to?
1: Oh wow. I could travel back in time, what time to the I would go back to the dinosaurs. Wouldn't she be scared? I would not, because my goal is to befriend a velociraptor as when it's a baby, like in Jurassic World, and then get to ride on it. So when somebody back in time picked a fight with me and, and my tribe, I could roll up on a velociraptor, and we could all know who's going to win that fight. So I would say dinosaurs. I don't know. I like dinosaurs. It would be thrilling. So I think Coach would be afraid of the dark back then. All right, Emma, what do you have?
8: Would you rather <laughs> drink Pepsi or Coke?
1: Uh, Coke Zero. I like Coke Zero, so I'm going to say Coke Zero. All right, Adriana.
10: If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Pizza. Thank you. All right, Coach, <laughs> you, have, you have two more. What do you got for me? Your dream interview. My dream interview? Wow. Well, I've met and spoken with Bob Costas. I've had Chris Berman and I. We didn't do an interview, but we're sat. We were actually in Jacksonville together. So I would say Stuart Scott, even though he's passed away, he was, when I was 10 years old, kind of decided I wanted to be a broadcaster. He has no idea that he was one of the greatest influences on my life. I actually did a tribute show to him after he passed away, and I never met him. So that and Ernie Davis say that. All right, Adriana, what's your final question for me?
10: Who is your favorite athlete, either college or professional?
1: Oh, boy. Currently? Yes. Oh, boy. My favorite athlete. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is tough. This is very tough. i got to figure out what sport I want to pick. I don't know. I like Steph Curry a lot. Because he can shoot from everywhere. No, I'm sorry.
10: Not a Warriors fan. Oh,
1: that's okay. You don't have to be a Warriors fan. He just—I liked him at Davidson, so you know. But I don't know. I like the SU guys. I get to know them, so they are all kind of my favorites, you know. So I would say that from Roosevelt Bowie all the way to Tyus Battle, I like the guys here. I support them. So I would say they're my favorites because I get to know them the most. All right, Eliza, what's your final question?
9: Along with the college memory, what is your favorite high school memory that you have?
1: My favorite high school memory? Mm. I talked about it today. I was talking to my buddy because we both went to the same school, but I was ahead of him. We did vote. We did like class, I don't know if you guys do this, but they have like the class votes for most likely to whatever and most this and most that. Well, there's a girl and a guy for both. And My class had most likely to succeed, and my teacher read off my name, and it was a unanimous vote. Nobody voted for anybody else, and my class and I weren't really that close, so I was more surprised than anything, but it was kind of nice to know that I imparted something positive on people that I didn't really feel that close with, and it made me kind of just tell myself you never really know or can judge a book by its cover. I didn't know what they were thinking of me and obviously it was positive, so that's good. Alright Emma, what do you have for me?
8: With your, if you had the choice, your weapon of choice would it be nunchucks or a lightsaber?
1: This is so easy. And why? Nunchucks, because Michelangelo is one of the greatest fighters of all time, funniest of all time, and he loves pizza. <laughs> So, sorry lightsabers, you lost this one. And nunchucks are illegal in the state of New York, so that would be even more fun. To know how to use them and nobody know that I have them. So, maybe I already do, who knows. Alright coach, what's your final one?
7: Not including the girls lacrosse team. Favorite, least favorite West Tennessee
1: teams that you interviewed? Well, this is not a political answer. I don't have any least favorite because they've all been fun the coaches and the players, and I mean that. But, I don't know, everybody in their own right, because you all ask me different questions. I will say, can I, I'll say this about West Genesee. Every single student athlete has been kind. When I say, hey, can we have three players, four players, a couple players, the whole team shows up. The parents show up. Grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles show up. People in the community show up. So West Genesee, the amount of love and support The amount of support that I've gotten for what I do for a living from connecting here, and as I've said to other teams, it makes me want to root for you even more when I get to know you. And I can say that the parents and the kind of guardians aspect of it, and even you as a coach, you should all know that you're doing something right with these young men and women because they've impressed me. So that's what I have to say about that. You've impressed me. So with that being said, Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame, Coach Kevin Hennigan, Emma Perry, and myself, Dan Satora, are going to thank you one more time for being here. And make sure that you listen to Wake Up Call Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. on wakeupcalldt.com. And if you get a chance, maybe go out and support West Tennessee Girls Across. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. And thank you to the Wildcat. Give them a round of applause too. Keep it rolling for the Wildcat. Thank you so much. Have a great night. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. This is a wake-up call Fast
1: Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat Family-Friendly Sports Pub and Restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. The amount of pride and appreciation I have in this community is overwhelming. It is tremendous. And if you've learned anything from hearing these young women, Emma Perry, as well as Eliza McCall and Adriana Nojame head coach Kevin Hennigan, to everybody that we've talked to. We have been so blessed at the Wildcat Sports Pub, like I said, to have boys and girls basketball, boys and girls lacrosse, football, as well as boys ice hockey. It has been such a true blessing. We intend to have as many student athletes and coaches out there in the coming years as we possibly can. It is only just beginning in my heart. And, and I just, uh, I appreciate you all so very much to all the mothers and fathers I've gotten to meet to the grandparents, to the, you know, the, the little kids that come out and support, whether it's their big sister or their big brother, or, you know, the coaches' kids and, and whatnot to, you know, aunts and uncles and friends and the team, you know, every time I say, Hey, we're going to, you know, cause we, we can't in we can't interview everybody, and so I, I always say to the coaches, you know, pick a few players, and and we'll do a show, and the team just shows up and we, and we almost do end up interviewing everybody because the players are interacting with the players that are, are sitting in this round table discussion. And we got to learn, as you heard in there from so many different players and, 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 you know, hear like, you know, sleepovers and whose house are they at? And who's the funniest person on the team and, and so on and so forth. and, it's such a blessing. It really is, and I'm so honored to have the connection that I have with the schools in Central and Upstate New York. I look for that to only grow as time goes on, and I want to, again, give a special thank you to the West Genesee Wildcats girls Across team, to West Genesee Athletics, to the school itself. I wanna thank each and every one of you, Kevin Hennigan, Emma Perry, Eliza McCall, Adriana Nojame and the entire team and all of their supporters, all of the alumni of West Genesee and everybody connected to the community, all of the patrons and supporters of the Wildcat Sports Pub on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, in the Home Depot Plaza. Thank you so much for that. And I also want to thank today Coach Q for coming on to the show live. Katie Kalinski with Coaching with Class. We do that every Thursday at 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time. But because we're taking a little vacation here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, she was generous enough to change her schedule. And she's been on the West Coast the last couple weeks, and she's done the show at six o'clock in the morning. So bless her heart. She has been a trooper and. You know and she and she deserves some of this because it is not easy to to wake, to wake up, especially when you have the jarring of, of going coast to coast. And so, I thank her for that. I thank Carvel DeWitt for the annoying moment of the week. I thank you for being a part of the show. I will miss you dearly on the live feed. We will be back next Wednesday, a week from today, on the 30th to continue the live Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora shows. We don't take breaks often, but when we do, it's because we want to spend time with family that we love. So thank you for understanding and for appreciating everything here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. WakeUpCallDT.com has a show archive that goes all the way back to July of 2012. Enjoy that. If you're looking for something to do while we're off the air until next Wednesday, I'll make it plain and simple for you. There are over 960 shows. By going to wakeupcalldt.com, you can click on the show archive. You can also, on the homepage of wakeupcalldt.com, click on the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, or TuneIn Radio, whatever your fancy is. Listen to the shows, download them, save them, and continue to be part of the hundreds of thousands of people that have downloaded and listened to our show. It is crazy to me to give you that number and say that to you as I sit here today. Because every single one of you counts and every single one of you matters and every single listener that I've ever had in my life, viewer, why, reader, uh, person that I met face to face at a live show, what, at social media, whatever it may be. You have been absolutely amazing, and I've met so many great people in this world, and we always focus on the negative, and we always focus on the people that aren't that great. I challenge myself and you to focus on all the amazing people that we have met. So many of you live in Central and Upstate New York, and I love you dearly. This is my home. So God bless you, and thank you so much for your support. Find me on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT, on Twitter at CallDT, and on Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT. With all of that being said, you have WakeUpCallDT.com. You have the archive, over 960 shows. I love you. I look forward to speaking with you next Wednesday, May 30th. Once again, thank you to Coach Q, as well as Katie Kalinske and the West Genesee Wildcats girls across team. Tonight, we will be on the other side of town and the other side of the matchup. We will be with Cicero, North Syracuse, Today And I'm very excited. CNS and I do a show at Chick-fil-A Cicero every single month. We just started it a couple months ago. This is our third show, and it will feature Remarkable Athletes Senior Spotlight, which focuses in on athletes from all different sports at Cicero North Syracuse, Uh, a kind of change-up to the show we've been having each month different teams come on this is going to be a mixture of teams from Cicero North Syracuse and we're ecstatic about the opportunity to share this with you I want to let you know really quick here that we will be there tonight Wednesday May 23rd at 6 p.m that is 6 p.m so right when you get out of work do what you got to do and then get in the car and hang out with us. Or if you have the luxury of getting out early or coming straight from work, just come straight to Chick fil A Cicero and get yourself a seat. As we all know, it's very hard to find seats at Chick fil A Cicero because of how amazing they have been. Over 3,000 of you have interacted with us on Facebook about this event. Over 5,000 of you have interacted with us on Twitter about this event, which is once again Remarkable Athletes Senior Spotlight with CNS, the North Stars. Live tonight at Chick-fil-A Cicero at 6 p.m. We start Amani Free from girls basketball, Eric Pride from football, Jessica Manili from girls lacrosse, and Lucas Merluzzi from football and basketball. Put it on the calendar. Remind yourself today. Set it up in your phone and plan on seeing us tonight at with C seeing us with CNS. CNS will be on location. The North Stars are landing at Chick-fil-A Cicero tonight, May 23rd at 6 p.m. We can't wait to see you out there. And we thank Amani, Eric, Jessica, and Lucas in advance, as well as owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, Jim Sikowski, for the opportunity to once again bring something special to the community by the grace of God and by the vehicle of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora that God has blessed me with. I'll talk with you all tonight. I'll see you at 6 p.m. And in the meantime, God bless you. I'll be back live next Wednesday right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And in the meantime, WakeUpCallDT.com, RSS feed, iTunes store, Podbean store, as well as the TuneIn radio app. All of those have over 960 shows and also the show archive tab on WakeUpCallDT.com will get you there as well. Thank you so much for all that you do, and have yourselves a phenomenal Wednesday. I can't wait to see you tonight, and I can't wait to spend some awesome quality time being a big old kid with my wife. God bless you all.